Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Investigative Economics Podcast. I'm your host, uh, Llewellyn Jones. Uh, today's episode, episode 10, uh, Voting Data Irregularities. We've got a couple of stories, one from the archives, one uh, recent about um, voting data, uh, mainly about uh, registered voters, how many there are active voters, inactive voters, and everything in between. Um, so maybe a little background about, you know, so... Uh, as probably everybody knows right now about, you know, the Trump campaign, you know, after uh, Biden won the election, you know, brought about a bunch of lawsuits accusing the the votes of being rigged in, in different counties and states. I think there's there's one in Arizona and, and I, I forget all the other ones, but uh, and most of them were thrown out because in general, uh, voter fraud is infrequent uh, that it. You know, there's some, everybody had the, the conspiracy theories about uh, voting machines that, you know, oh, you know, some of these computer systems and Diebold, uh going back to um, the Bush years uh, that, you know, people thought that, oh, if you could rig those machines, then um, you could flip the vote or something like that. You know, you could switch 10,000 votes to one person or or something similar to that. And that would possibly be the only way that like real substantial voter fraud on a federal level might happen. Because generally when you hear about stories about voter fraud, it's like somebody voted five times, uh, you know, and that's really nothing. And that's just not going to have any influence on a major, uh, a major election anywhere. Maybe sort of the local votes, you know, dog catcher, you know, town crier, whatever, uh, where there's only maybe a, a few hundred votes in total. And if you vote five times, that might actually tip the scale some way, uh, one way or another. But in general, I mean, that's the numbers are really low. It's infrequent because um, I just, I well, there's, I have, have a hard time describing why it's, it's so uncommon. I mean, in general, like a lot of places have voter ID. Uh, you would have to you know, go, if you're doing it in person, you would have to drive to all these different locations on election day, or if you can vote by mail, you would have to get, you know, those registrations and vote. And also in general, I don't know how they would catch you if you're, you know, filing duplicate votes by mail, because it's not like they, there's not like an ID or, you know, uh, you know, somebody sees you in person. It just doesn't seem very likely or possible. And the fact that all those uh, lawsuits were thrown out is kind of uh, testimony to that it is, uh, it doesn't seem to be happening. But with that said, voter registration is very sloppy. That's where the inconsistencies really show up. And that's, uh, that's been uh, a debate that's been going on for many, many years with a lot more evidence towards it. And it's mainly like there's a number of groups, uh, like a lot of some nonprofits are involved in this. Uh, we'll talk about the one with a Judicial Watch uh, was involved uh, with a lawsuit against uh, Los Angeles that will uh, be very relevant for this most uh, current story. Um, but there's like uh, in 2008, uh, a bunch of uh, representatives of local election boards uh, testified before the House Subcommittee on Election about a registration fraud and voter roll maintenance. And that's a big thing is that um, that they're all when you register to vote, you go into this a big uh, database uh, with everybody else. But when you leave the state or you die or you go to jail, 
they don't really, there's not a lot that happens to say, oh, this person really isn't able to vote anymore in this state. And so what happens is there are those people become inactive. Usually I think it's um, after, uh, you know, if they haven't voted for 10 years, I think it's sometimes it's state by state, how they qualify as who's active and who's inactive. Um, And technically uh, uh, states are supposed to clean up those voter rolls uh, after four years, uh, if after they've found to be ineligible because they've they've registered somewhere else in a different state, they moved, which is and it's really the moving and dying are, are pretty much the biggest things. I think there's some other qualifications where you, you can't vote if you become uh, mentally, you know, qualified as mentally ill. I don't think you can vote uh, felons. I think it's different states, you know, have the different rules on felons voting. Um but yeah, there's and and this battle. It's usually like more, you know, Republicans want to sort of purge the voter rolls, clean it up uh, more often, get rid of the inactive users. Democrats want to leave them on because they feel like if you accidentally remove somebody from the voter rolls, that you know may, that's disenfranchising them. But it does also sound like they do you know put some effort into trying to make sure that you truly are inactive. You just didn't. You know, like you did leave the state. They, I think they mail something to you to say, are you still an active voter? Or do you still want to be registered? Check this box. Because, um, you know, maybe they just forgot to vote. They didn't like the candidates that year and they skipped a couple of elections, that sort of thing. Um, so, and, you know, it's the sort of two sides. They, some of the other groups that are involved uh, is the National Conference on State Legislators um, uh, that they uh, had this. Uh, a, a report in 2012 uh, because they were having issues where voting rolls, they would have larger voting rolls than the voting age population. And that's, uh, we'll talk about that threshold a lot because that's cause sort of like, well, it's obvious there's something wrong here is when there's, uh, you know, they have good numbers on from the census and probably some other sources as well about how many people are over 18 and citizens in their state. And uh, if there are more people on the voting rolls than that number, th- that isn't an exact you know number because again, felons and mentally ill and things like that. But you can compare that, and if you have more people registered than over eighteen citizens, then you've got a problem. There's one from a Pew Charitable Trust uh, that one out of eight registrations is flawed or invalid, including duplicate entries and dead voters. Um, this also gets back to like if you heard stories from elections from decades ago, you know, I, I don't know how true this was, but that, uh, you know, there are accusations that uh, JFK got elected through a lot of votes from uh, the people that were had died or they'd gone door to door in nursing homes to get people to vote. I don't know if any of those are actually uh, proved true or not. I think that was sort of Nixon's allegations against JFK. Uh but, you know, these things, these accusations have gone uh, or have existed for like every election probably known to, to man. Um, I will say if you go back far enough, it's not about registrations. There was uh, like straight up voter fraud in the 1800s. Uh, if you read about like Boss Tweed, uh, stories about then where they would actually pay, you know, they would find drunks at a bar and give them like a bottle of whiskey to go from precinct to precinct and voting in every one because, you know, back then they just really had no way to prove that somebody was uh, had already voted or not. And if you're in New York City, 
precinct to precinct, that's easy to get to. You don't have to walk 10 miles. Uh, you're in the city. Okay, so some more examples of sort of the complaints about, you know, uh, excess, you know, flawed voter registrations. So there's one in 2019, a lawsuit by the Public Interest Law Foundation uh, against the city of Detroit for failing to maintain their voter registration rules. 30,000 people on the voting rolls, more than the uh, voting age of population of the city at the time. Many instances of dead and duplicate registrants. Over 1,600 were dead for over 10 years. Some were minors. Some had birth dates that predated Michigan's entrance to the union. So, <laughs> so really, they need a. That may be a good example of somebody needs to clean that up. Uh, there's been a number of policy changes and things like that uh, to sort of force more uh, more locales to you know clean the, up those uh, voting rolls. There's the Help America Vote Act in 20, uh, 2002. Uh, they established the U- Election Assistance Commission. The EAC, it's a, and it's sort of like a national body to sort of, you know, collect information on voting rolls, and uh, their data will come up uh, in just a second here. There's also this um, sort of private nonprofit group, ERIC, the Electronic Res- Registration Information uh, Commission. Uh, it's a nonprofit that sort of help, I think, provide software to help to pre- identify voter registrations and which ones are active and inactive. Uh, and sort of, you know, just collect everybody together and sort of help identify those ones that are invalid. Okay, so knowing all of that about like, yeah, there can be some problems with voter registrations. It's not it's not necessarily voter fraud, or at least the potential, the idea of all of this is that if you have, if somebody's, uh, if you've got all of these duplicate uh, registrations, there's a possibility that could be used for voter fraud and nobody would really know uh, if it is fraud or not, because, um, you know, there's like once somebody is registered and if there's no voter ID or anything like that, there's no way, real way to tell, uh, once uh, they're not voting twice, they are, uh, as the same person, they're voting as themselves and somebody else. And there may not be a good way to check for that. So there's, you know, there's a good reason why they may want to clean up these roles. So knowing all of that, in North Carolina, in, 2000, in 2020, they had uh, 101% of verified voters cast a ballot. So that's a good example of like, well, no, that's, yeah, that's, there may be, uh, there may be something going wrong there. And I, I will say there's some caveats to this is that when they verify a voter, that's sort of like, you know, somebody sends in a registration and it's, it's checked against other databases in the state, maybe like driver's license uh, databases and things like that. And they say, this is a person, we think they live in North Carolina. They, they should be able to vote. Um, and that that's an ongoing process. They, it takes some time and, you know, some people register, you know, maybe a few weeks before an election and they may not get to verify that that person, uh, can vote, but they allow them to vote and that, um, and that things, uh, the, the voting numbers get adjusted after the election. So some people, some votes get, can get thrown out. Usually it's not enough to, to throw an election. I think there have been some instances where uh, something changed, uh, usually like a month or so after, after they had to audit the vote. Because, and usually that's when the vote is so close already so that they don't, they don't call a winner the night of the election. 
Um, but yeah, they can, they can, uh, go through and make sure, you know, like checking for the hanging Chad thing when, uh, in the 2000 election, we're making sure the votes were, uh, made legitimately or, you know, people didn't, uh, they weren't counted accidentally towards one candidate versus another that they can check to make sure that the, the person that voted was actually, uh, the, what the, who they said they were in the registration, that sort of thing. So that number can adjust. So there's a possibility that more people could become verified after uh, the the vote has already been cast. Uh, And so it could go. So the number of verified voters, the denominator, could increase. And therefore, the number of ballots cast, that can also change with uh, uh, voting by mail, that more votes come in. But if assuming it's like the same number of votes, if you get more verified voters, that will change the percentile, make it a lower percentile. So it might go from 101 to 99. Um, so that so it's possible that could go down. Uh, but still, that's a huge number. In general, most people there's the, the percentage of people who vote in the United States. It's uh, it's not 100 percent. We know there's tons of people that uh, that don't vote. Um, they don't like the candidate. They're not engaged in politics. They don't want to stand in line, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And usually it might be something like 70% would be a high number uh, for people voting. So 101% is technically impossible. 99% is highly improbable. Um, and so something fishy is going on there. So, uh, so what's going on with that? Uh, Maybe this is a good example, uh, time to jump to the more recent story we had about, uh, which is about California's suspicious uh, voting data. And this is something different. Um, so, you know, all about uh, voting registration, uh, voting rolls and things like that, and vote, uh, purging voters. This might be something different. That uh, So, and this goes back a number of years that not just about 2020, because you can imagine 2020, there's a lot of voting by mail. It was a new thing for a lot of states. Oregon has had it for years, but uh, uh, I know uh, DC didn't have it for uh, up until recently. It was technically possible, but you know, in 2020, everybody did it. Um, and it, that was kind of the case across the country that it was like some, the majority of voters cast their vote by mail. So maybe there's a chance for a lot of other sloppier things to happen last year or, or 2020. But in 2008 in California, in Lake County, California, which is um, sort of uh, midway through the state, it's where there's a, it's um, where Clear Lake is. A lot of people may not be familiar with that lake. Uh, your Mendocino uh, National Forest, they had uh, 8,024 eligible voters uh, in 2008. The problem is that in uh, Lake County, uh, according to the census, uh, the number of citizens over the eight, 18 years of age is six to- over six times that amount. So that number is way off. That, that The census number is most likely accurate or a lot closer to being accurate. And that the Secretary of State uh, voter registration data is very wrong. Uh, 8,000 versus, you know, what should be like four, on the order of 48,000, that's that's really messed up. That's, um, you know, and maybe that could be a typo or something like that. Somebody entered in, forgot to add in the four uh, into the number. But 
and it's an example of that. There's some other really big issues with the rest of that data, the secretary of state's uh, um, voter data. So the bigger one might be is that in uh, between uh, June of 2021 and January of 2022, very recent, um, the, the voting eligible population, usually that's like citizens above 18, you know, minus felons and people who have moved out of state or uh, mentally ill, that sort of thing, grew by over 1.8 million, uh, which is a large number. And if if you heard about uh, you know sort of what was happening in California and a and number of other states, there, there was a huge exodus outflow of people during the pandemic. That for whatever reason, you know, I don't know if California's too expensive or uh, you know they just you know stuck in their house too long, wanted to go someplace else. That a lot of people were leaving the state, and that was like one of the few years. It, in net uh, net change was about like almost zero. So it's by census numbers, a lot of people left, but you know some people come in, and overall it was about the same. But that's compared to every other year, California's population just kept increasing, increasing, increasing. And that's you know people coming into the state, people giving birth, that sort of thing. So um, for these numbers to go up by one point eight million of voting age population, that's a huge number. Um, and that's not, that would have to be a lot of, and that's not births, you know, that's gotta be people coming into the state or, you know, registering for the first time, you know, maybe some, you know, folks getting their green cards, things like that, uh, becoming citizens, but 1.8 million is, that's a lot. I mean, that's just a glaring red flag of something's going funny here. Um, yeah. And then, you know, another example of that, why that, you know, it, it, an example of that California's population wasn't changing much is like 2021 was the first time that they lost a con- congressional seat, first time in history. Um, and that's because their population didn't grow enough and that other places were uh, other states had growing populations that they probably earned some congressional seats. So there, there's something wrong with that secretary of state data. It shouldn't have jumped like that. You know, maybe, maybe that's another just sort of data error or something like that. Somebody uh, typed in the wrong numbers or something like that, but it's, it's totally suspicious. Um, and in general, uh, historically the numbers, the secretary of state numbers have followed the census numbers pretty closely. I mean, there should be a gap because, not, you know, again, not all voting eligible people, not all citizens above 18 are voting eligible. So, but, you know, as they, they were increasing steadily uh, across the years for both uh, data sets, uh, except for in 2021. And so, and it didn't happen across every county, didn't happen in San Francisco County, uh, but Los Angeles County alone had 568,000 people added uh, citizens over 18 or uh, voting eligible citizens uh, in 2021. Uh, There's some other, uh, I mean, that's the biggest one, the one that stands out the most. Orange County had almost 200,000 additional ones. Riverside County, like less than 150,000. San Bernardino, San Diego, Sacramento, Santa Clara. Um, it, at a certain point, it drops off. Only all these counties get a lot smaller. Like uh, 
And then there are certain counties like Lassen and Trinity County uh, counties I've never heard of before, but uh, uh, they had, they, they're small counties, but the number of uh, the growth in the voting population supposedly grew uh, pretty substantially. Like uh, Lassen County would see a 25% increase in the voting eligible population uh, effectively 17,000 citizens would be added to this small county, which, I mean, that's a lot. I mean, if, if it's a small county and you increase by 25%, um, that's, you know, that's like, uh, you know, you think back to the Dust Bowl and just every, maybe, you know, all the people coming from Oklahoma coming into California, maybe that would be similar to that. It would be very noticeable. It would be news stories. We would already have heard about it. Uh, you know, maybe, yeah, because people were so sick of some other state that everybody is flooding into California. But no, it seems like it was the other, uh, the, uh, the opposite was the case. So what's going on with that? So, well, a little more detail about what else is going wrong before I get into what might be happening there uh, is that, uh, so that Lake County with the, you know, the numbers that were one-sixth the number of the census, um, their effective registration rate, the number of registered voters per eligible voter was over 400%. Uh, Alpine County, uh, California's smallest county, uh, 1,000 eligible voters, 100% uh, registration rate. Lassen County and Almador County, uh, registration rate over 99%. Nevada, Nevada, uh, and Marin counties, uh, those are, you know, well, Marin County is like right outside of San Francisco. Registration rate over ninety eight percent, and these are these are all unreasonable, improbable, unlikely um, numbers. Um, and it, for comparison, uh, the the most recent uh, midterm vote, twenty twenty two, had the highest registration rate since two thousand, which was sixty nine point one percent. So a county having, you know, maybe there could be a county and that's nationwide. Uh, so, you know, you could have an, a county that has over 69%, but 98%, um, which, and what's unique is that there's only the one that's over a hundred percent. It's like, it just stops at a hundred percent. Nobody gets to 101%. And that's, that's a good, interesting uh, thing to note. I'll, I'll come back to that. Um, yeah, that uh, there are 23 counties with a voter registration rates over 90% at some point in the last two decades. And that includes Los Angeles, the most populous county, which is important because that's where, you know, uh, Los Angeles is going to influence a lot in the state. Uh, it had a, a 95% uh, registration rate in 2020. Um, but so this ties into... Uh, the what I mentioned before about the the voting eligible population shooting up is that so for Los Angeles County I just mentioned that they had a ninety five percent registration rate after that in two twenty twenty one is when the eligible population rate goes up so what does that do because it's the registration rate is those registered over those eligible. With the eligible going up, that means it brings the number down. So what happens is that the voting regi voter registration rate would decline to 85%. Uh, 
So, which makes that's where the, some speculation comes in is that that's what might be why these uh, the eligible rate rate might have gone up is that they were getting some attention, some heat about these registration rates being way too high, ninety five percent. That's impossible. So, but if they raise the eligibility, the edu- voting eligible population, drop it, it, that drops the registration rate to 85%. Maybe that's within reason, maybe a little high, but yeah, we're not going to bring a lawsuit over that. Um, and w- what would happen is that when all those eligible voters uh, uh, appeared in the data, there wasn't like a huge increase in the, in the number of registered voters, which you think if there was like an, an influx of people from out of state or people just started registering because they wanted to vote in the midterm for some reason, they, they hadn't before or something like that. But there weren't any, there wasn't a, a, a growth in registered voters. In fact, it was pretty much the same as it was a couple of years before that. It was like they all became voting eligible, but nobody registered to vote, which is totally, highly, highly suspicious. Um, and really, essentially, that that change in eligible voters, bringing it back down, bringing it to 85% is pretty much exactly where it was uh, in 2019, uh, you know, right before the big uh, presidential vote and um, the huge and there's there's always a, a growth in registered voters right before a presidential election because there's always get out the vote campaigns and things like that. So it brings it right back down to where it was. Again, highly suspicious, and that trend kind of is well. It's we're talking about Los Angeles County. I mean, Los Angeles County is so big that it kind of also affects the state level numbers. And you see the same thing happening at the state level that um, the number of eligible voters jumps up in 2021, sort of just out of nowhere, um, over over a million uh, people just become eligible to vote in California. Nobody, no change in registrations. It's all, it's, it was in 2020, it was about 22 million in 2022, 22 million. Um, and effectively the registration, uh, rate for the state, which had, uh, almost gotten to 90% dropped back down to, um, it was like 82, 83% where it was in 2020, um, or 2019, I should say, um, the same thing. It, and, and the speculation is it just seems like they fudged the eligible, voter numbers to make the registration rates seem more reasonable. And so it makes a little more sense if you uh, uh, hear about what was happening in Los Angeles, uh, this lawsuit brought by, uh, mentioned some of the other lawsuits about purging voter rolls, um, as a lawsuit brought in 2017 by uh, the conservative activist group Judicial Watch. And they wanted to purge uh, Los Angeles voter uh, rolls of about 1.2 million inactive voters. Um, and according to them and the lawsuit, the 20% of Los Angeles County voters were considered inactive, uh, 634,000 not voting in the last 10 years. And the uh, you know, federal election law, um, uh, I'm forgetting the name of the law at the moment, but um, 
requires that states remove the voters who have been inactive for multiple years, left the state, passed away uh, to avoid abuse of the voting system. And the voters are given are notified uh, and slated to be removed and given the opportunity to re- re-register. In, and it took uh, a few years, but uh, the county confirmed that it removed inactive voters in February of 2023. So it took them a few years. And during that time is when all of these numbers are going up and down, that eligible voters are going up and registration rates are going down. Um, and so, I mean, the, it seems like the two might be related in some sort of way. So, but... What uh, Judicial Watch was going on was this, the EAC data. Now, that's the uh, gov- federal go- uh, agency, kind of a recent, recently created one that sort of handles all voting registration data um, for citizens, uh, you know, just sort of collects everything. It's like a sort of central warehouse of everything. Um, and they were using that data to review state by state to see which states had high registration rates. Um, and they noticed that Los Angeles County was one of the 15% of counties with a registration rate over a hundred percent, which is obviously technically impossible. Um, and that 11 of California's 58 counties had rates over a hundred percent. Um, but that uh, conflicts with, uh, the secretary of state data, which is what, you know, um, the investigative economics story is mainly based on. Uh, which said that, uh, if remember, I mentioned before that it got up to 100% for one county, but nothing went over 100%. Um, and that is that the EAC data looks appears to be uh, just based on act. Um, uh, sorry, the Secretary of State data appears to be just based on active da- uh, active user data. So all these issues with the data. Are even are only uh, applied to active users. It's it's not even getting into the whole issue of inactive voters and, and purging the voter rolls. So it's on top of all that that sort of messy data of you know these people that really should not be able to vote, or maybe they, or technically some could, but some a lot of people, all these people that have moved out of state, that's irrelevant to all of this because you think like oh it's just the data is kind of messy. Because there's people that haven't got kicked off the rolls and stuff. No, there's something else happening there. It's not that. Um, because, you know, when they do uh, purge the voter rolls, the numbers should go down pretty starkly um, that uh, because they've, they've, they've kicked a bunch of people off and those people are no longer voter eligible. But, and also a, a reminder that I, I just mentioned that in, they didn't purge the voter rolls until 2023. And all of this stuff happened, all these numbers going up and down is in 2021. So lots of things going on there. I don't know what's going on. I mean, I, I would say that I, I had, we've had a number of stories about California data and it's California is just kind of an interesting topic because giant state and a lot of crazy nonsense going on that, you know, you know, if this was happening in Rhode Island, Rhode Island's small and it would still be interesting, but you know, when you add that scale to it of like, oh, this is, you know, we're talking about millions of people that should not, uh, uh, that are being added to voting rules or made voting eligible. Uh, that's a large number. That's not just, that's skewing the federal elections there. That's not just, you know, oh, the, you know, the who's elected to dog catcher this week might be, you know, 
might be corrupt or something like that. <laughs> no, this is this is national kind of level stuff when you're talking about a state as big as California. So a, a lot of uh, totally suspicious there. Uh, and uh, something else needs to... So there needs to be something more that happens with that. It'll be, we'll certainly have to look into another story about that. Um, I mean, the North Carolina one, that one is, it's interesting. And there's probably a couple other states that had numbers up there like that. But there is that potential for once things shake out that, oh, the numbers will be a little bit lower. Maybe it'll still be high if it's 101% voting rate right now. It, even if it goes down, it's not going to go down that much. Um, and it'll still be suspicious. But um, but that may be more reasonable. I bet you there's other states that have uh, situations like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, but the California one, it just seems like blatant that they there might be somebody really messing with the numbers here. Um, and uh, there should be some more investigation uh, to go along with that. But uh, that's uh, today's episode. I uh, hope you enjoy it. We're still going to uh, have our uh, big uh, podcast. Might be a multi-series podcast on the financial crisis. A lot of stories, a lot of detail in that one. Uh, taking a little bit of time to prepare, but uh, coming soon. And hope you enjoyed. <laughs>